0: you <laughs> and welcome to The Flash Podcast. This is your podcast that is covering everything that is the CW hit series, The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Barry Allen slash The Flash, The Fastest Man Alive. Here we cover news, and we cover the show by reviewing it, and we talk spoilers for next episodes that are coming up. And I'm one of your hosts, and we're back. So happy to have you on the show. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to our Speedsters family. And if you're a regular Speedster, welcome back. Um, With me is my co-host, Scott Murray. Hello. Hello, Scott. And uh, joining us for this week, uh, as Adam is off for, for a few weeks, uh, she's a good friend of the podcast, a great podcaster uh, as well, and she is Rebecca Johnson. So, Rebecca, welcome to The Flash Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you for coming on. And, uh, and you know, before we get into discussing in the episode, because we don't have any, any news this week, uh, how have you been enjoying The Flash so far over the past six episodes? Uh, you mean me? Yeah. <laughs> uh
1: I am loving it. I think it's actually one of the best TV show, the best new TV shows on this season. Um every week is such a I mean it is an actual joy to watch it. I have such a good time watching it. The stories are good, the characters are good, and uh I love the kind of mystery that's kind of going through each episode. So I'm having a great time watching it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that, that's the same feeling I have and it's you know i said on twitter last night that if i ever have kids which the powers to be forbid because i would not be a good dad but if i ever <laughs> do have kids i the, the flash would be the first tv show i would show show them to because it is a phenomenal show and it's something i could definitely watch with kids and it's it's terrific and all of the, there is some flash news um and it it's a bit of a spoiler so if you don't want to be spoiled Skip ahead for, for the next three to five minutes, starting now. So, TV Line revealed yesterday in their um, their inside-the-line scoops, or whatever they call it, that Weather Wizard is coming back. But, not the one you, you expected. It's not Clyde Martin, because he is dead. It is his it brother, Mark Martin, who did not die during the crash, and something that we predicted on the show, and both in this season and in season zero. And um, it looks like he's going to come back and be maybe an even more powerful Weather Wizard. So that's exciting. No casting has been announced. We don't know what episode he's going to show up in. But you will be seeing a new Weather Wizard this season. And it's it's pretty exciting.
1: That's really cool. I was actually not aware that there were two Weather Wizards. I just knew of the one, so I'm I'm excited to see if he has any different abilities or um, has a you know is a a an, an different match for uh, what Barry has to go up against.
0: Yeah, I think that it, well, in the comic books, the, uh, Mark Marden um, was the Weather Wizard, uh, and in this show, they decided to use his brother as the first one and actually in the comic books Clyde has no uh, at no point been the weather was he actually dies like in his I think he's in, in his first and only issue uh, he's a very minor character in the comic books so um it was interesting when they brought him into the show but but it's going to be interesting to see how they do it and um and uh, Scott how do you feel about it are you excited to see a new weather wizard
2: yeah it's an interesting um Decision. It's a you know another example of the uh, kind of unique liberties they're taking on the show with certain characters. Um, you know, I know that people really responded to the first incarnation of uh, Weather Wizard, so it's a good reason to bring him back. It'll be interesting to see. Are, are they looking to um, cast somebody different, or are they going to do like a twin brother sort of thing?
0: I think. Well, the photos that we saw in uh, in the pilot episode. Uh while we didn't see a clear photo of Mark, he is diff- definitely different from Clyde. So I, it, it's definitely gonna be a a new actor and it won't be Chad Rook who's actually just booked a gig on a new a new um D C show that's coming out next year, uh Zombie*, which is a mid season show on the CW. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it would have been interesting if they would have gone that route because you know, it just made me. It made me think of like some of the TV shows I grew up with. Um, when you know a popular character would die, and then all of a sudden the twin brother would show up, and they'd bring <laughs> they'd bring the same actor back. <laughs> they did that with the 1980s uh, series V, uh, like in the uh, uh, miniseries um, Martin, who was um, one of the visitors that helped the resistance out a lot. Was a very popular character and a very a uh, really cool guy that was an actor, and they killed him in the first episode uh, the, of the regular series. And then out of the blue, like a few episodes later, the same actor shows up as his twin brother, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so it just kind of made me think of that when the brother's going to show up and have the same powers and everything. But it's interesting that uh, that uh, they're going to pick another actor for it.
0: Well, the, the the article never said that they would go to a new actor, but I'm assuming that that's what they're going to do because... I feel like, um, I feel like if you are bring in Mark Martin, then, um, uh, then I feel like that you know it's just better to bring him in uh, and bring in a new actor instead, and, you know, and I and like I said, I would like to see what another actor would do with his character, and um, that's just that's just how I look at it. But, but you know, I love Chadwick. I thought he was a lot of fun. But uh, but I definitely want to see a different take for sure. But um, but we will we will let you guys know as soon as the news are out uh, who's going to play him. It may actually be cast and announced maybe at towards the end of this year. I have no idea. Exclusive. I'm actually playing Mark Martin in the Flash. No, I'm <laughs> k- kidding. I can't act for bleep. But um, but let's get into this episode, you guys. Episode six called "The Flash is Born." So. Uh, and Rebecca, because you are our guest this week, uh, we will start with you and ask your initial reactions and thoughts about the episode.
1: Oh man, I had so many thoughts on this episode. I I really, in in general, I really liked that it started off and ended with Iris's voiceover. I thought I thought it was cool that, um, you know, it had a bookend with that because it was kind of her story and her relating to the Flash and kind of how their interaction. Uh, was throughout the episode. So I thought that was uh, really great. and it was fun to see more of you know what Barry could do. you know, he mentioned speed reading and we got to see his supersonic boom, which was awesome. i was with I was with Cisco when he like was like supersonic boom, baby. Uh, that was a pretty aw- an awesome moment. So I thought it was just there was so many good things the the Eddie Barry stuff, um, the way Cisco and Caitlin were trying to help him figure out how to beat girder all of that was so good
0: well said and uh, and scott what about you
2: uh good episode i i i liked to um i like the fact that it that the, the fight with the villain was a little more involved there was more uh exchange of punches and and uh, dodges and superpowers involved instead of a uh, just real quick fight and it's over um but even more interesting I like the fact that, um, you know, they're really beginning to build a lot of subplots. And in a way, there was so much going on here. Uh, The villain in this episode I thought was almost secondary with everything else that they had going on um, with Barry's past and, of course, Joe and Dr. Wells and Barry's mom and um, the villain causing Barry to have some self-doubt and deal with that. And, of course, everything related to the blog and what Iris is doing and um, things of that nature. Although I, I really did like um, the um, character development we had a little more with Eddie this time. Um, you know I, I he's he's really becoming a likable guy which can mean one of two things we're either going to really like him or they're setting us up for <laughs> him <to> turn, it, <laughs> to turn into some sort of villain yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they're going to make <laughs> him this really nice likable guy and then drop a bomb on us later so and that uh, take him
0: away from us <laughs>
2: yeah so uh so yeah so good good episode um only have a couple of minor um, little question marks about some things that happened that I know we're going to get into, but uh, there was a lot of good things that went on in this episode.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with Rebecca and um, with Scott. I almost called you Adam. I'm so used to having Adam around, sorry. <laughs> but uh, right. Adam, I miss it's you. All we all miss <laughs> you. It's a, it's another step-up episode, and um, there, there was a lot of character development and um, background focus. We got some great flashbacks. We got some good history on what is going on with um, with you know the whole mystery that is Harrison Wells, which we'll get into at the end. But to me, one of the things I want to start to talk about is definitely the villain of this week, who which was Tony Woodward, a, a.k.a. girder who was played by Greg Finley. And I'm, I'm just going to say these few things first. Number one, and this is something that Adam actually pointed out on Twitter, that... Gerder had because Gerder is so similar to Colossus, at least the TV version. Because if you look, you know Colossus and he, they both get steel bodies and stuff like that. But we, uh, he can We both agree on the fact that Gerder got more character development, development and dialogues than Colossus ever got in all the free X Men movies that he was in. <laughs> which is kind of, which is kind of funny if you think about it. But I, Gerder became one of those likable villains that you really. Uh, fell for and you know I was worried for the, that he was going to be the stereotypical bully that we see a lot on television. You know the big, the big dude, and you know this, you know Greg Finley, he is enormous. Uh, like his his arms are bigger than my head. It's crazy, <laughs> but um, it was um, yeah. But but he actually was a very cool and likable antagonist, and you know there was of course some stereotypical bully format in him but at at the same time he actually made some difference uh, some different things with his portrayal and i i just enjoy it and i'm glad that they didn't kill him off or that they did something weird with him and i and and i and i essentially just like his backstory how he became girder because of the park accelerator but uh but rebecca what did you think about um uh, about tony
1: I thought he was a great villain of the week. I, I would probably disagree that he was kind of likable. And maybe this is because I'm a woman, but the way he approached uh, Iris in the coffee shop and was kind of trying to aggressively hitting on her. And of course he kidnapped her. And uh, he even said that Barry ran away like a little girl. I was like, what are you talking about? You know, like it was, it was almost a it was borderline sexist, <laughs> but I mean, he was a bad guy. So that's acceptable. Um, for a bad guy but, um, but I thought he was a good villain and I liked that his motivation wasn't necessarily because he just wanted to beat someone up he, he wanted attention, he wanted Iris to write about him like she was writing about The Streak or The Flash so I thought that was kind of an interesting thing is that he was excited about his powers and what he could do he just wanted other people to know it so I thought that was a cool motivation for him
2: and Scott? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was a good villain. I agree with the idea that there were some very stereotypical bully elements to him. But you know, in this in this show, in this episode, for a, you know, a comic book show episode, that's kind of all you need sometimes. Um, but you know, he was definitely an imposing figure. I mean, he sold. You know, you really believed he was as strong as he was, and he was intimidating. And I like the fact that that was kind of a tool to have Barry get challenged. Uh, with some new things like um, you know, wondering you know what what am I you know is there any way I can beat this guy and then and then having the fear of I'm gonna have to pull off this one feat in order to defeat him, which by the way, if I mess that up, it could also kill me or shatter right. every bone in my body mm-hmm. is kind of a that'll that'll challenge your motivation <laughs> a little bit. Um, the only you know and you know we're talking about um, the whole time in the uh, diner when he's. Um, pushing iris around did anybody else find it kind of uh... risky that he comes in and tells her that um, he knows that she's writing this blog about the flash and uh... he's been reading it he's been checking on it and he wants her to write about him so now she knows that he reads her blog so what does she do a few minutes later posts on her blog "Hey." <laughs> You know, you know where to you know where to find me. I have some information on a bad guy. You know, and come come look for me. I thought that was kind of a, you know, I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, thinking, okay, maybe she's setting him up, and maybe she's hoping the Flash will show up and take him out, or it's just really not a smart thing to be doing after the bad guy says, "I read your blog." Um, Yeah, yeah, it was.
1: It was a little risky, but I guess she had no other way to contact him. Maybe if there was a way that they could have some sort of messaging system outside the blog, that would be smarter. (laughs) I
2: also thought it was funny, too, how after they actually defeated him, um, Cisco wanted him to take out his bully and (laughs) and her bully as well after it was all over. It was like, let's just go get everybody else's uh, bully. Um, I also thought it... I also thought it was interesting that Barry decided to show him his secret identity at the end.
0: Yeah, that's something that a lot of people had a problem with on Twitter that I saw. They were wondering, like, what was the point of doing that? Maybe for starters, because he felt like, well, there's no way he's going to come out. We have him in lockdown, so there's no way. And maybe he just, you know, we've all had that moment when we just want to confront our beliefs. I know and I, I think have that's,
2: beliefs. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I mean, Barry's a very young guy. You got two two males, two guys, you know, that have faced off against each other on numerous of times dating all the way back to childhood. Yeah. And, you know, it might have just been a bad, impulsive decision, perhaps, but it's very uh, believable that, you know, when you finally get him somewhere where he can't, you know, where you've beaten him and he can't mess with you anymore to get in his face and say, hi, I beat you.
0: Yeah, and I think it's all about, you know, Trying to be satisfied, and just you know, say that I won over one of my obstacles from my childhood, and uh, yeah. But it, it is interesting that he's uh, revealing his identity to a lot of people. But but uh, yeah, I a lot of people did have a problem with that that particular scene. But but I feel I I wasn't as bothered with that scene as a lot of people were. But it was definitely it was just cool to see. You know what? The bully just got owned.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think if anything, if people are bothered by it, it might be a thing that comes back to Biteberry um, later on down the road. That that might be a consequence and a lesson that he has to learn. Exactly. So either yeah, either another way, another
2: lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You
1: can always learn something.
0: Yeah. Well, that's something Small will dealt with a lot because it, when when Rebecca was talking about you know that maybe Iris and flash needs to get find a different way of messaging each other I all I kept thinking what was the whole phone situation in the latest season of smallville when the blur would call her with a voice dis- disguiser and um, man now I kind of want to watch Smallville. but <laughs> but um but it kind of remind me of that so uh, but you know it's all it's an origin story he's gonna learn that he can reveal his identity to to a lot of people but um but we will see you know Tony is definitely someone that will come back it, that uh, according to the casting announcement that was made a few months ago he he is supposed to be in episode 7 but so far i haven't seen any hints that he's going to be in that episode maybe they cha- they changed the plans because next week is going to be focusing on a very different villain but we will see what happens but overall i love I love the girder arc and the effects were amazing for the steel but you know and I remember when um, when talks were coming up about you know X-Men doing a TV show on Fox or whatever and I, I remember suggesting you know well they could put on Colossus and actually make him um, a fleshed out character and people were like dude they can't afford that guys they just did Colossus on the CW and showed that it works but so, uh, to those people who were disagreeing with me, I just prove you wrong because you can clearly do that and it works well. And maybe if you were doing it for, because we only got to see him for, as Gerder for a com complete time of five or six minutes mm-hmm. spread over the whole episode. But I I felt I felt that it 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 does work on television and I and I kind of like this portrayal of the character and. I hope, he's kind of like, he's Flash's Bane in a way.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess the only difference might be if if you're going to do a regular show, then you're having to invest the funds to have Colossus do that effect on a regular basis. Whereas here, you just had to invest in the effects to do it for, like you said, a few minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, and that was because we... we technically, I think, got two girders, right? So we had the human version, and then we had the training robot. So I thought that was neat that they sort of split up some of those kind of things through the different uh, versions of him.
0: And of course, Cisco came up with a name because you know what doesn't what does he not name? You know, he he would probably be good at naming ships. Uh, you know that he would buy. You'd be like, I I I I hereby name the ship vibe or whatever, I don't know. And you know, smash the champagne bottle towards the bottom. Do they <laughs> right. do they do they still do that?
1: I would guess so. It seems like tradition.
2: I've never had the chance to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not rich enough to do that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't
2: I haven't christened a boat in a while. <laughs> well let's
0: let's move on to a new bromance on the show which is, which is Barry and Eddie. I loved seeing these two together. Um Eddie is becoming a very fleshed-out character, and you know because I know Rick Crescent is very talented. I was waiting for an episode to come uh, where we would we would actually get to see him a lot because he's he hasn't been in the sh- the show a lot for the past four weeks. He's only showed up you know here and there and just been at Joe's side or he's been making out with Iris because well they're together. So, but uh, uh, what um, Rebecca, what did you think about? Um, the Barry and Eddie relationship, but which is apparently called Betty, uh, according to the ship of people on Twitter.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Um, I liked that they're sort of becoming friends. Like, I thought it was interesting that um, Eddie, like, frankly, admitted to Barry that he was threatened by him, and I think that sort of put Barry at ease because I think Barry was a little threatened by Eddie. So it sort of gave them a little bit of a common ground, and I thought it was cool that Eddie gave Barry boxing tips that probably helped him with his fight with girder. So it was neat to see them, you know, it wasn't even about Iris at one point. It was just about those two guys kind of bonding over the bullies had played a part in their lives and how they dealt with it. So I really liked, um, that. And, and, uh, Eddie even, I think mentions that, you know, good friends are hard to come by or whatever, which I thought was, uh, funny given who, what I know of, Eddie thought is, you know, what he's going to become. So I thought that was interesting that he ha- has become friends with Barry on a, you know, a small level, but maybe it will increase over time.
0: Yeah, it rem- you know, it remains to be seen if he really is the Reverse Flash or not. But in, I hope I don't know. It's I like them as buddies, and oh my god, it's it's the Lex and Clark's syndrome that we love that relationship so much that we don't want to see them become. Uh, nemesis in a way. <laughs> so, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott, well, what do you, you
2: think? You never know. I mean, you know, this the show does take several unique liberties with characters, just like Arrow. So, um, I mean, you never know what what's going to come of Eddie. It, they might actually become friends. You just, you know, you just, you just can't help but think they're setting you up for something, as we mentioned before. But as far as what happened in this episode, yeah, I mean, um, I think that it uh was nice to um see them have a little more screen time together and be getting along and and um actually developing a a pretty good friendship there. So I thought it was a nice element to the overall show.
0: Yeah and and Rick is that he's just he's just so damn likable that that, it, it, you know, whenever he's on screen, you know, you, you really enjoy it. And we kind of got a lot of backstory on Eddie. And I'm sorry, I, I, there's no, I can't, I just can't imagine Eddie having been fat as a kid.
1: I was, I was <laughs> like, no,
0: it's like, no, you're Mr. Perfect. You're supposed to have
1: everything. Well, he did. He must have boxed a lot. He got in shape.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of being in shape, there was a lot of well in shape people in this episode um (laughs) girder how my he it terrifies me what would happen if i would stand in front of him in real life and just see that i'm so short i have no muscles and it's
1: he's big he was a big guy
2: yeah just be his little buddy
1: (laughs) (laughs) don't make him mad i would would, (laughs) yeah i I, yeah yeah, he
0: better not steal up but uh but uh, yeah but Betty, I'm all for it and I kind of like that that you know that they, they did have that boxing scene together and where he you know when it was Barry's turn to hit he was as like harder, harder and and then Barry just you know poof. And I I actually thought that Eddie was throwing up when the Stan was coming. I thought that was him throwing <laughs> up. I was like, no wait, that's Stan inside of that thing. Sorry, that, that's how yeah. delusional I was last night. But <laughs> but uh, but let's move on. We do get some. You know, speaking of bromances, the complete opposite of a bromance is between Joe and Harrison, who <laughs> you know Je- Joe. By the way. Joe West is willing to adopt another kid. He's welcome to adopt me because I seriously want Joe as my dad. He's just so amazing. But that we see Joe wants to because he promised Henry in prison that I'm going to get you out and he he promised it to Barry too. So he he turns to J- uh, Harrison to just you know look into the the murder of Nora Allen again. And Harrison you see immediately that he is very hesitant to the whole idea which could be hinting at was he involved? Was he the one who killed her? And um, Rebecca, before I started saying, before Scott and I start talking about, what did you think about that whole aspect um, of seeing those two interact and what they learned and what we learned as viewers?
1: I really liked seeing Joe continue his investigation into the case because it makes him come across as a smart detective. He picked up on the fact that You know, there are some things that don't jive with Harrison's story about when he moved to Central City and all of that. And I was even impressed that when he was watching that video of the young Barry and his uh, testimony, I think it said 2009 is the date. So Joe can remember things. He must have studied this case over and over and over and over again, because for him to remember something that someone said five years ago and to take that during that night when he saw the flash rescue the kid and say oh that's that must be what young Barry was talking about I'm going to use that to to go deeper into that so I thought he came across as a really smart detective only and five I, years ago <laughs> I think so I think that's what it said 2009 so I guess if it's current time
0: but but did um, it but didn't I I sort of I think that they even oh, mentioned that it was fourteen years ago. Yeah, so. I
1: think the I think the murder was fourteen years ago. I don't know. I maybe I saw that incorrectly, but it looked like it said two thousand nine on the timestamp. Um, but uh, so I just uh, I, re- I really liked um, Joe kind of looking into Harrison because Harrison is definitely he's hiding something, and I think it's very suspicious that he has that conversation with Harrison, and then when Joe goes home in the post credit scene there is a reverse flash that comes into his house and threatens Iris. So <laughs> I think that's all very timely.
0: Uh, Scott?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, as we say every single week, the uh, the mystery of Dr. Wells continues to deepen. I mean, uh, as Rebecca said, I mean, it was evident very quickly that Wells was, you know, very uneasy talking about the... Uh, You know everything tied to the case regarding Barry's mom, Um, and it was interesting learning other little tidbits about how he opened up the lab a month after the fact. And you know, I'm I'm kind of intrigued to know, you know, how this um, Tess Morgan um, character, the woman that Dr. Wells was with um, a long time ago, um, you know, I'd like to know more about her. I'm think I'm wondering if we're going to find out. If, she, if there's more to her in this story and, and how all this uh, comes together, um, especially as we learn more um, about Dr. Wells and, and uh, how he fits into this whole thing because clearly he knows – we're all sitting here asking questions, so is everybody else in the show. But it's clear Dr. Wells knows a lot about something <laughs> that nobody I... else does.
1: I'm with you, Scott. I think the Tess Morgan thing is probably a piece that will give us a lot more information into what Harrison's story is, because he mentions that they were research partners. And I immediately was like, well, what were you researching? (laughs) Like, That's Mm -hmm. what I want to know. And then he mentions that, or he insinuates that a car accident was the cause of her death. And seeing how Harrison Wells is not Um, afraid to stab someone to death to hide or protect something that he cares about. I was sort of wondering, well, did he cause that car accident? Like, I don't know. I don't, he seemed to maybe have loved his wife, but I've seen him do some strange things. So I'm, I'm kind of now suspicious that maybe her car accident maybe wasn't an accident. So there's a lot of juicy stuff there with that Tess Morgan character.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, I went to DC Vikia to see if I could find anyone that was called Tess Morgan in um, the comic books, but there's there's no records of her at all. So I guess it is an original character. But with Harrison, like with Harrison, maybe she's also someone that is in fact a DC character, but they just not revealing it yet. Uh, I have I have no idea who and what they're gonna do mm-hmm. in um uh in the in this character uh, going forward but it is definitely intriguing what what sh- her role was in Harrison's uh, origin story basically and it's the thing is with Harrison it is so difficult to know what is he saying that is actually true and what is he saying that is not true because anything that he's saying at this point could be either lie or truth and i have no idea so it's whenever i'm watching the episode live for the first time I don't know what to think at all. When I watch it the second time, I keep going back and forth between the, uh, those scenes, and I'm thinking, do I believe him? Is he lying? What what is he up to? I don't I don't know. And I like that aspect of his character on the show. It's been such a long time since I've actually been able to have a character like that. I don't even think Arrow had someone like that in their first season, where you kept thinking, what is he up to? What is like not even Malcolm Merlin. We I've, we all realize at some point that you know he he's targeting the city, so it's. But it, and that's all, and it also shows how great Tom Kavanaugh is as a character, as an actor, and oh, I don't know. It, it, there's so many question marks, and I don't know. I've come to the point where I not only don't I know what I what I think about it, I don't know how how to feel about him in general anymore. Uh, I love him as at the same time as I hate him because I want to know the truth.
1: Yeah, I think Tom Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh is doing a really great job because he sometimes makes you think that he knows something, but he's not quite giving anything away. So I think he's doing a really good job to walk that line.
2: He's very calculating.
1: Yeah, and something that I, that that, that
0: was kind of interesting, I was reading, I think it was an article on some website or something like that, but they were pointing out that he says the word yet a lot. Whenever they're saying, you know, Barry can't run that fast, you know, this can't happen, this is, how can this happen, stuff like that, he always says yet.
1: That's true, he did say that last night. As if he knows that, you know, at some
0: point he will be able to do that, and and uh, at some point, this will will happen. So he well, we know for sure that he is from the future, and <laughs> uh, because he, like, he, I think he knows almost everything that is gonna happen between this year and Barry's life up until the point in his in his future. So so many question marks. I'm loving it, and I. I want to see how it all comes together. We we know the title for the ninth episode of the which is the mid season finale. We won't say it here because it is kind of spoiler. We, we may say it in the spoiler section, but yeah, I would say that we might get some answers in the mid finale. But uh, we shall see. Uh, but it was I like that aspect. but I kind of want to see Joe continue to question Harrison even though he kind of bought his reasons for the time being I don't think he really believed in him completely because Joe is a brilliant and smart detective
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, I know, I know let's move on before I get too deep into this because otherwise I won't be able to come back but uh, let's talk about some flashbacks for a few minutes how adorable are Barry and Iris together as kids
1: pretty adorable actually I really enjoyed uh, seeing them in school where Barry is kind of this you know when he was talking to Caitlin and Cisco about being uber nerds like it was cute (laughs) even as a kid he was an uber nerd talking about uh, some sort of physics or whatever it was that he was trying to explain to her Um, I thought that was really cute and I liked that they had the boxing scene where Joe was uh, teaching them how to box I even liked the little uh, nod to The Flash where Barry had red boxing gloves, like his gloves were red. So I thought it was really cool. And I, I like the use of the flashbacks that they, they're they not just there, you know, for, for no reason. Like they actually kind of play back into the, the plot at hand. So I thought all of those flashbacks were really well done.
2: Yeah, I like the flashbacks a lot too, especially, um, you know, just seeing how how much of an integral role that uh, Joe played in Barry's life, including the boxing scene and and telling him not to be afraid to run the other way, you know, made me think of Mr. Miyagi saying the best way to avoid a punch is not to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, And, um, and actually, you know, I, I actually, at this, at this stage, I find these um, flashbacks to be more valuable and more interesting to me, even even more so than Arrow right now. If I if I'm allowed to say that, no, uh, I think
1: that's <laughs> justified.
0: Get the hell out of my podcast. No I'm kidding. Well, but here's the thing. I mean,
2: I really I really liked all the flashbacks, you know, when on the island, like in the first season of Arrow, and now it's almost like they've turned um, flashbacks into just part of the formula in a way that arrow's so good with what's happening right now i get into it and i'm like okay what's going to happen next And it's like oh crap now we're going to go back and see what he was doing years ago you know i find it i find it interrupting my immersion and what's and all the excitement that's happening in the show and maybe it's working really well for me right now because very much like the first season of arrow it's very early on and we're learning about these characters you know if they're still doing it in season two we'll we'll find out whether or not you (laughs) have the same uh, feeling, but as it as it relates to um, the flash right now, I really like the scenes. I really like learning um, about influences in Barry's life as a kid, and um, you know, as we've said, every time Joe's on screen, he he just kills it. So it's great to see, um, you know, just how important and meaningful he was, uh, not only now to Barry's life. But um, also when he was growing up and, you, you know, you can take the, they're taking those scenes and applying them to, um, you know, things he's facing right now very, very effectively while giving us a, a much deeper understanding as to, you know, how close um, Barry, Iris and Joe really are and why.
1: I even liked the use of Tony in that flashback at the school, because I think it helped further Barry's feelings on bullies and sort of what makes him a hero so i thought that was well done because you could see that tony was always kind of that guy and when he got powers it just made him more so so i uh i I even thought the use of him in the flashbacks was well done
0: i agree and uh, speaking of uh jesse elmar um because of his portrayal do you think there's a chance that he could actually be Be up. He could be up for um, an Emmy nomination uh, um, next year. I because because of how he's portrayed. Because this is a very deep character, and I can actually see that.
2: Well, Uh, hard to say because you know when it comes to those award shows, for some reason, anything related to comics tends to get kind of a bad rap. I mean, look at how freaking hard it was to you know twist some arms to get Heath Ledger nominated for the joker i mean you know i think i i find that you know they were more inspired to do that because he you know tragically passed away um but man i mean when it comes to comic book movies you know hollywood has a hard time i think sometimes you know it's got you know if the film has this comic book moniker that it uh it 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 hurts um You know the opportunities for really good actors um, to to get nominated just because it's you know people look at it as so fictional and so fantasy like versus the quote unquote deeper movies. Um, So it would be interesting to see if comic book TV shows, especially considering how much those are going to grow over time, whether or not um, you know they run into those same type of walls. I mean, I'm sure you guys have noticed that too. I mean, we've seen. Really good performances in comic book movies and uh, and sci fi films, and they they have a heck of a time getting nomination outside of things like special effects.
1: Yeah, it's very competitive. So he could definitely submit himself, but uh, because of the competition, it's it's very difficult to to rise above, like Scott's saying, the the comic book uh, genre uh, that's kind of people kind of look down at. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Well, I, that, that was something I wanted to bring up briefly. Um, but, uh, but I think we talked about almost everything um, that's been going on. Of course, uh, Barry and Iris have, oh my God, I just love this relationship so much on the show. Candace and uh, Grant are amazing together and they have so great chemistry. And, you know, I'm glad that they resolved their issues. I, you know, we, you know, I think, I think either it was me or Adam who said it last week that they're probably going to have their problems resolved um, before the Arrow Flash crossover, and um, and that's what happened. So we pretty much called it, which is good. And um, of course, they come up with the name the Flash, and I, you know, just like the supersonic punch baby moment. I did. I I may have yelled that line when she typed in <laughs> the, the flash on her computer, and I was like, "Yes, it's about time." And um, I don't know it, well. That. Hold on.
2: I'm sorry. No, I, I was gonna say that, and she's looking for a quote, "Burning Man" too, as she. Uh, <laughs> no,
0: yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, there were some. Uh, a lot of people were asking, "Is it mm-hmm. relating to Heatway or Firestorm?" Like. I have no idea. It could be yeah. both.
2: And, you know, you're talking about the relationship. You know, the show has, as we were just talking about, as it relates to flashbacks and, you know, their their current uh, relationship status, um, it's clear how deep that is and how familiar they are with one another. Having said that, and I, I'd be interested to know what Rebecca thinks of this, too. You know, he, he's quit shaking his face around her. And he's hmm. getting awfully close to her in in uh, in costume. Um, granted, there's a little bit of shadowing, but you know, I, I think of that that TV series that they attempted to do not long ago called The Cape. Oh yeah. lord! And, and they 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 spent all that time building on this son and father relation father, son relationship and how close they were and on and on and on. Yet this guy can sit five feet from him <laughs> at his window. And the kid does not recognize that that's his father. Right. Um, and He wasn't even wearing a mask. He was just wearing a hood. <laughs> um, and I just wonder if, if it's, if this is something that's getting to be just a little too relaxed regarding, um, you know, him not doing more to conceal his identity or if the show's doing that intentionally, um, and at some point she's just going to figure it out. But I wondered if either of you had noticed that he's not working as hard to. Uh,
0: I think she. I think he wants her to know so that he can say, "Oh, Joey, wasn't my fault. She she figured it all by herself." But... <laughs> yeah. But she's smart. Yeah. She she. You know what? She might actually know already.
1: I I would love for her to figure it out herself. I was actually kind of disappointed on Arrow when Deathstroke just went to Laurel's house and went, Hey, by the way, Oliver (laughs) Queen is the Arrow. Like I was, I was really disappointed with that. I would love to
0: see Slay be like, Hey, by the way.
2: So
1: I'm, I'm hoping that they, um, You know, that they treat it almost like Lois Lane from the New Adventures of Superman with Terry Hatcher, where she sort of something happens between them where she relates it back to Barry and figures it out. Like I would I think they owe that to the Iris character to make her smart enough to figure that out. And I think he is sort of uh, like you were saying, Andy, I think he is partially wanting her to figure it out because I don't I don't think Barry's a guy who wants to continue to lie to her. So I think if there's a way that she can figure it out and he can be relieved of that (laughs) uh, guilt inside him, I think that would be good for both of their characters.
0: And the thing is, to me, I've been reading Flash comics now since the end of last year. And, you know, in the comics that I've read, she already knows that he is the Flash. So it is interesting for me to come into the show where they don't have that dynamic. But, and you know, the thing is, Iris is one of the smartest characters that I've seen both in comics and on the show, so it would make me really happy if she actually figures it out on her own at some point. I think I think she will. I think I don't think Barry, but I do think that Barry is also trying to let her know. Uh, try try to let her know on purpose that. So that's why he doesn't shake his. Although he did, he did shake his face, um, blur his face out. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, in the school at one point when. Um, when when the when Iris was hit to the lockers and he just ran to her, he was blurring and speeding and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, he's mostly just using the voice distortion now. It's his big cover.
0: Yeah, but um, but we shall um, shall we move on so we can get to the, the other things too before we get to feedback from the fans. Sure. Uh, let's talk about some Easter eggs quickly. Um, a man of steel. That was, um, you know, it, it, you know, it was kind of a, in a way, it was both a curse and a blessing to me during that Easter egg because I was thinking, that is so funny, but at the same time, it is so frustrating that we can, you know, that we will probably never have Superman on television because of, you know, DC's way of um, separating the universes and the fact that they will not allow Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman to be on television in a different form.
1: Yeah, you never know. Um, they they may sometime make mention of it, even if we don't see it. There may be a time where they mention, "Oh, there's something going on in Metropolis." <laughs> um, but that that Man of Steel comment made me literally laugh out loud. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> it, it was funny the way Tom delivered it uh, because it was it was it had a double meaning. I mean. Gerder was kind of a man of steel, but it also applied to Superman.
0: So yeah, because funny. I, I sort of I could have seen Tom Cameron. Like just you know, if if it ha- had happened like this, he could have said st- you know because the way he said it, I was almost expecting him to turn to the camera and be like, "Wink, wink." Yeah. Because he said a man of steel, and then he turns yeah. slowly to the camera, and you know, <laughs> slow clap, man yeah, right. of steel. Uh, another Easter egg was. Um, of course, to whether it was Heatwave or Five Storm, and um, and then of course you know the biggest one. This actually goes into our post-credit scene, as um, as um, as Joe is still going through the case file and stuff like that. Someone decides to pay him a little visit, and oh boy. I did not see that coming at all. Uh, reverse Flash decides to show up and runs around the whole house. I don't know what he's looking for. <laughs> like, like, was he looking for? Like, I don't know what he was doing. He was just running around the whole house. I, I was wondering if he was, like, planting, planting cameras or just, you know, stealing small things all over the place. I don't know. But he, he ends up stealing the case file, writing something on the wall, uh, and puts um, a photo of Iris with a knife onto the... Um, Onto the wall, and it says "Stop or else," uh, implying that if Joe doesn't stop investigating, Iris is gonna die. He's gonna, and uh, and it's actually an Easter egg to Flash Reaver, um, where he actually went after Iris, and um, he went from the future into the present where Barry was to, to kill her off. Uh, if I remember correctly, maybe I'm confusing my comics knowledge here. But what do you guys think about this?
1: I think uh, I, I didn't actually. Uh, it's nice that you mentioned that he stole a case file because I, I think I missed that. Um, but I thought he was mostly just doing it to scare Joe because Joe was obviously bothered by what happened in his house. Um, and it makes me wonder if Joe's going to back off now or if he's going to keep going because he definitely was uh, bothered by what happened. Um, so I. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that the the knife had uh, was was used to stick the photo on the wall because, like I said, I am very suspicious suspicious of Harrison and the fact that we've seen Harrison use a knife to stab somebody. That that puts another check <laughs> for me to think that he is a reverse flash. So uh, so that was very suspicious to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I I think that's either you know, a, a connection or a connection the show wants you to make <laughs>
1: right? Right. <laughs> you know, so, true. so
2: they can throw you a curveball later because it just so happened that this that this took place right after uh, one of uh, Joe's last discussions with uh, Dr. Wells. Um, and, it, you know, it's so it's so easy to jump to that conclusion. And, and it might be true. I mean, it, it, there might be no other place to go with it. But, you know, sometimes TV shows do a really good job of laying things out a certain way to get you thinking, that uh, this plus this equals this, and then they throw you a curveball somewhere else, and, re- and then it all kind of comes together. But um, I was having trouble remembering. Was was Joe aware um, of the of this um, similar event taking place the night of? Well, Barry. Uh, well,
0: Barry, B- Barry had been telling him for years that you know you have to believe me. There was a ma- man in a storm that came and killed my mom. So yeah. he obviously knew about it. Uh, one of the things I want to add is there might be another way that Harrison could be connected to the reversal. What if he works for him?
1: True. Yeah, that crossed my mind as well, that he he, could have some sort of connection.
0: Just because he showed up right after they had a discussion doesn't mean that it had to be Harrison. Maybe reverse slash they overheard it somewhere. Maybe he was there in the shadows. Maybe Harrison told him because they're working together. I feel like there is something we're missing here.
2: There and, might be something to that, I mean, because they've made it clear that uh, Harrison knows a lot of people uh, dating years, you know, backwards and forwards, um, including some uh, kind of bad guys, <laughs> you know, so...
0: He's, he's a social person.
2: Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be out of the question that there might be a connection there.
0: Yeah, but... Sorry, Rebecca, what were you going to say?
1: Oh, well, I was just going to say that I, I sort of like the... I guess it's irony? I don't know, Alanis Morissette really... Messed me up on the definition of, of <laughs> ironic. But um, I think there's some sort of irony that I really like about the fact that Harrison might be a reverse flash because he's a guy who spends his day, even though we've seen him get up and walk, he spends his day in a wheelchair. And so for that guy to have super speed abilities, I think is really neat that he would have most of his time in a wheelchair and get up and be able to run at super speeds. So um, I sort of maybe maybe I'm a little biased now that I like the idea that he could be um, reverse flash. Uh, so I'm sort of going with that. <laughs> that. Well, I,
0: I, personally, I feel that if he's reverse flash, he's definitely Hunter Zolomon, um, the, the first and uh, no, not the first, but you know one of the other reverse flashes. But I'll be revealed in time but overall this was a really good episode um well
1: I... well andy can i stop you real quick um is, since we we're talking about easter eggs are we not even going to talk about the the garrick's wharf sign that uh showed up uh during the scene between uh... i totally
0: forgot about that one i was thinking <laughs> that, that that name looks so familiar for some reason i'm like but where I seen I don't know maybe because I was so hyper about that episode and that I was just like oh whatever you know sonic sonic boom baby um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no but that was pretty fun that was really neat and uh, you know Jay Garrick, Garrick sh- should show up on the show
1: yeah I liked the uh, I liked the idea on the show that they um, you know everything in the background will mean something not everything most things in the background will mean something i i liked that the sign that said garrick's wharf sign even mentions keystone so i thought that was a a really great nod to jay garrick
0: yeah well uh, listeners of the podcast i apologize that i forgot about it i for someone (laughs) it was
1: it was the thing i got excited about so i wanted to mention it
0: okay well there we have it we mentioned it but um but yeah great episode overall but it's time to throw Throw it over to our listeners, our followers on Twitter. So, Scott, what did our great listeners of the podcast have to say about this week's episode?
2: Well, as always, our great listeners had plenty to say <laughs> about this episode. Uh, starting with Joshua Etchinson, seven, said, Still a bad butt show, and my second <laughs> favorite on the air right now, next to Arrow. James A. McGee says, "Very cool that Iris played a big part in this episode." And did they just tease Firestorm? Possibly. Possibly. Les Super Adam says, "Amazing. Barry dropping the Flash to Irish. Ah, so good. Amazing stuff happened." Noah Bennett, Noah Bennett zero JLA says, "Okay." Harrison Wells is definitely Zoom because they just got done talking about it and Zoom just so happens to show. <laughs> Possibly. Mike Schmidt 09 says, Still reeling from that ending. Love to see Barry being taught how to fight. Sonic Boom Punch. Nuff said.
0: <laughs> yes, Nuff said indeed. That's pretty awesome.
2: Um, Kyle O'Shane says, it gave me chicken skin and I and I held me breath, watch him get get up to speed. The writers deserve a big hug from fans. It was awesome and they talked about Firestorm. Marvel Man 23 says, Wow, the Flash is a complete success, and the ending was just mind blowing. Keep up the great job. Ken Anstead said, Great show, loving where it's going. Susan Falls, 1864 says, arguably the best episode. It had everything. Bromance, one-liners, and an epic and epic fight scenes. Loved it. <laughs> Kayanish Lachey says two thumbs, way up. I'd give it an A plus. The final fight and the end did it for me. Uh, let me just see. Just lost my place. There it is. <laughs> All right. Alex underscore Chapman says, Great episode tonight. Love the flashbacks backstory on this show. Everyone was great as well in tonight's episode. And Spartantown says, An electrifying hour of action and Easter eggs. A fan's dream of an episode.
1: <laughs> I agree with that.
2: And Cregamus Max has two thoughts on the episode, Uh, The Flash is Born. Number one, Barry really shouldn't have revealed his identity because you know Gerder will get out. And number two, with Gerder and the mist contained, how do they get them food or water without letting them free? (laughs)
1: I was actually wondering that. I was like, how, who Who has to do that?
2: <laughs> Craig thinks like me. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff I would be thinking of. So that's a great question, Craig. Uh, he also says, any opening they create could let the mist escape. Also, I wonder if the mist and Gerder are cell buddies and have conversations about the Flash.
0: Sure they do. They're like, so did you see what he did to me? Yeah, that was so nasty. OMG, we should tweet about it. And damn, we don't have a phone.
2: Uh, yes we have uh, an email that uh, says hey guys another Flash episode is over but probably the first official one just ask Iris I have been putting together the pieces of the puzzle that is Dr. Wells as the show went along after this episode however more pieces fit enough to develop and share a solid theory so here it goes I think Harrison Wells Does his middle name begin with a G? No. Is Zoom. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: I, I think Harrison Wells is Zoom. Not Professor Zoom or Reverse Flash, just Zoom, Jeff John's creation. Zoom's primary motivation is to help make the Flash a better hero through tragedy. In the comics, that was Wally. In this case, it's Barry. We all know Wells is a time traveler. Most long-time Flash fans know that if he goes fast enough, the Flash can break the time barrier via the the Speed Force. This has been done a few times by various members of the Flash family. As per Wikipedia, Professor Zoom slash Reverse Flash was able to use technology to recreate the ability to access the Speed Force in the far future. To use the show's continuity, Wells came back. 14 years into our past, as Zoom to influence a pivotal moment in history, basically to kill off Nora Allen and set Barry on a fleet footed path. While in that time, future Wells may have also killed off his quote, wife, Tess Morgan, and planted necessary documents before, as revealed in this episode, coming to Central City to start over. Also in this episode, Joe tipped his hand too much Joe's suspicion of Harrison is what led to a visit by a yellow and red blur who conveniently scooped up all of Joe's evidence notes about I'm sorry evidence and notes about Nora's death this also happened the night Joe crossed off Wells connected on the notepad since the speed force can be shared i think zoom Will share this energy with Thon, giving him powers to fight Barry as reverse flash. This will pay off Eddie's revealed concerns that he felt threatened by Barry at first. Gotta run, Brian R.
0: Run. Sorry. <laughs> when you said gotta run, I was like, oh now I get it. Yes, yes. Um damn, that's a that's some good speculation there.
1: That's a great
2: theory. Yeah, well thought out.
0: If at least eighty percent of this happens, we will we will give you a big shout out on the show, Brian. Because
2: <laughs> absolutely,
0: because oh my god, this sounds like something that could actually happen. But we will see. But that is a that's a great email, by and 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 everyone who emailed us and tweeted us this week. Once again, it is so awesome to see so many people tweet us and talk about the show and you know there i wish we could do longer shows so we can t- feature more listener uh, feedback but um sadly, you know we try to keep it to an hour stuff like that um or at least you know, if it goes over an hour, we we don't try to go too long. But there is do,
2: nothing wrong with that, Andy. Trust me. <laughs> uh, agreed.
0: But we really in, do in the appreciate world of podcasts. E- exactly. But we do appreciate all the support and all the feedback that you guys give us. And uh, and if you want to have your thoughts read on this podcast every week, tweet us at the Flash Podcast, or you can email us your longer thoughts, like Brian did, at the Flash Podcast at gmail.com. and tweet or email us and we will try to read it on the show. So we're going to get to some plugs now before we jump to the spoiler section for next week's episode. But, uh, the, the place you can find the flash Podcast at is of course, at the and on Facebook at the, fa- at facebook.com slash the flash podcast, Twitter at the flash podcast, come and join our Facebook, Facebook group. Um, just search for the flash podcast in groups and, um, request membership and you will get in. We where we can talk all things that is the Flash and D C and you know geeky stuff and stuff like that. Uh, we're part of the Flash fan circle on Google Plus and uh, which just run by our good friend Hank from T Fanatic. Make sure to check out his articles and uh, reviews and coverage and stuff like that. And make sure to leave some comments and say what you think about uh, those topics. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. That's the best way you can support the show. And aside from downloading, listening to it, of course. And uh, like 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 we mentioned before, iTunes reviews will come into great play when we do our giveaway of um, certain flashbacks from Comic Con. Maybe sitting on like 9 or 10 of them. But uh, also make sure to. Another reason you should join our Facebook group is because we also do spoiler threads every week. Uh, as the sh- once the show has aired, our good f- uh, friend and admin of the group, uh, David Rosen, he has spoiler threads where you can come and talk about the flash with other Facebook friends, mm. which is amazing. And um, and also make sure to check out. Mike Schmidt's Flash Oprah, uh, who do, who did our theme song for the podcast at SoundCloud.com slash Flash Oprah. And, of course, check out our, you know, the following sponsors and friends that we know. TV Tag at TV Tag as well as at TV Tag Flash on Twitter. And the, the, we're part of the Mixed Radio Network, where we go live on Wednesdays at 6pm. And, of course, check out saptoit.com, which covers everything that is television and movies and stuff like that. And, if you got questions, email us at theflashpodcast@gmail.com. Um, Rebecca, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Well, if you want to follow my nerdy tweets that I have, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at derbykid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D.
0: And uh, and Scott, where can people find your work and your stuff?
2: Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Mr. Scott Murray, and uh, you can also hear me on the Assembly of Geeks podcast. Uh, And here pretty soon, the Agent Carter podcast, which uh, Assembly of Geeks is going to launch uh, at the end of the year and into January. And uh, this week on the show, we um, reviewed a really cool Batman documentary called Legends of the Night, which shows uh, just how many different ways superheroes, comic book heroes, in this case specifically Batman, inspire people to do uh, really great things uh, in real life. And we look at a long list that Din of Geek posted of 41 canceled Star Wars projects. And oh. uh, yeah, and it's, it's video games and TV shows and stuff. And we go over some of the ones that really stand out. And it's uh, quite fascinating. There were some of them that I wasn't even aware of. So that's at assemblyofgeeks.com and on Twitter at Geeks Assemble.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at Andy, because I just don't bother with the mister and you can also find my work over <laughs> at. Because he
2: didn't YouTube. have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I
0: can if I want. I can and I can be forced to if I want to, uh, course, if I want to, that doesn't sound right. But uh, yeah, you can also find my work over at tvovermind.com. But we're gonna jump now to the spoiler section for next week's episode of The Flash. But if you're not sticking around for spoilers, uh, for our host uh, Adam Holmes and uh, our members of the Flash Podcast team, Chris Duker and uh, and Steph, I'm Andrew Backt.
2: I'm Scott
1: Murray. And I'm Rebecca Johnson. And we will see you next
0: week on the Flash Podcast. If you can't protect the city, Dad, I know The Flash will.
2: And catch a sneak peek of the epic two-night event, Flash versus Arrow. You need to calm down. The Flash, new hit series this Tuesday at 8, 7 central on The CW.
0: And welcome back to the spoiler section of The Flash podcast, where we will talk about some spoilers for next week's episode of The Flash, the seventh episode called Power Outage. And Scott is going to read us the official description of that
2: episode. Yes. Yes. The official description is as follows. The Flash gets a visit from DC characters Farouk and the Clock King. The Flash goes up against Farouk, a.k.a. Blackout, played by guest star Michael Reventar, a metahuman who can harness electricity. During their battle, Farouk zaps the Flash and siphons all of his electricity, leaving the Flash without his speed. Dr. Wells, Caitlin, and Sisko work to reverse the effects on Barry, but their efforts are disrupted when Farouk comes banging on Star Labs doors in search of Wells, who he blames for his accident. Oh, dun dun dun! Without Barry's powers to protect them, the group must figure out a way to save themselves from the metahuman. Meanwhile, Talkman guest star Robert Nepper manages to manages a coup inside Central City Police Department and takes several people hostage, including Joe and Iris. While Iris is sure the Flash will save them, Eddie has a trick up his sleeve. Larry Shaw is directing the episode, written by Alison Shapker and... Uh, I, 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 is that Graham Godfrey
0: I, think, I, I I think it might be Granny Godfrey Granny
2: Godfrey okay. we,
0: we, we will have to ask if she ever comes on the podcast uh,
2: <laughs> <Yes>. but uh, <laughs> what do if you mean if she comes he... on the podcast we yeah. want to get her name right
0: yeah exactly <laughs> what do you mean he has a trick up his sleeve I don't I don't understand this this is I swear if he starts running really fast holy crap uh, and also, guys, what you also heard in the that trailer uh, a few mi- a few minutes ago was also a tease of the upcoming crossover event between flash and arrow, which we're all excited about and we can't we can't wait to see it so don't miss next week's episode of flash because you will see a little teaser then for that crossover and also they've been starting to promote it a lot too you know the t v guide magazine i think on uh, this Thursday they will actually have Flash and Arrow on the, the cover of TV Guy magazine, as well as some scoop about the crossover event, which is exciting. So get out and get your your copy of TV Guy magazine of this week. And uh, yeah, they've done some cool Facebook arts. Uh, and it's bring on Flaro. Cl- the Clock King is coming back from Arrow and now he's going to be in Flash, uh, which is interesting. And, um, and yeah, I think they, 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 I think they've been teasing that, that he will be that this episode would feature a team up between him and another villain, which could be Far, Faruk or whatever his name is, or who knows, maybe he lets out Gerda and works with him. I don't know because I'm still under the belief that he, that uh, Gerder is going to be in this episode according to the reports, but. We will see what happens. But what does intrigue you guys about what we know about this episode so far?
1: I like the idea that they're going to strip Barry's uh, powers from him. I think that's an interesting concept because Barry's kind of gotten used to, oh, I can run really fast now and I can run up buildings and I can supersonic punch people. So now when he doesn't have that, what is that going to be like? So I'm very interested to see how he reacts to that.
2: Yeah, that stands out for me. I mean, uh I mean there there's no bigger challenge you can throw on a hero more often than not than taking their powers away. And uh you have that great scene where he's running on the treadmill and Cisco's looking at him going, "Guy, he runs slow even for a normal person <laughs>
0: Yeah, Cisco, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would love I would love to see you get up on that treadmill and see how fast you would run. Like you know, I love how critical Cisco can be. You know, because yeah, he is smart and stuff like that. But really, Cisco, look, I love you, buddy. But I want you to go up there and see how hard it really is.
1: Uh, yeah, and, I definitely can't say anything about running <laughs> running yeah. very fast. Uh,
0: but yeah, far I, I'm not familiar with him from the comic books, but it will be interesting to see what he does. I, I do love. I always love myself. Um, a good story where the the hero loses his powers and that. This, you know, it's not going to be the last time. After that episode, that's going to have a lot of time. Just look, look, just look at how Smallville did it. Like, for example, the last two episodes before the series finale feature a powerless Clark Kent, which kind of grinded my gears. But we're not here to talk about Smallville. We're here to talk about the Flash. So, I'm excited about uh, Clock King because I love Robert Nepper. He's one of my favorite actors from Prison Break, and um, I, I really can't wait to see. What his role is going to be in this show compared to the uh, to, compared to his appearance in Arrow, but he does look very sick in the promo and the photos that have been released. He, he's grown a little, not, not a little, but a lot of beard, and he doesn't look he doesn't look good.
1: Hmm, it definitely makes me want to re-watch his appearance on Arrow. I would
0: yeah. I would definitely do that, and you know, season two on Arrow, of Arrow is on Netflix, so. I know what I will be watching uh, in a few days. But <laughs> right. uh, but this... They've kept a lot of things unwrap regarding this episode. And... Yeah, the Eddie thing intrigues me. But... Man, I have no idea what to think about this episode. I'm, I'm excited and I want to... Look, are, do you guys feel the same that Eddie Eddie's trick up his sleeve could be super speed
1: it could uh, be but it could also be you know i mean he's a cop so he definitely has some knowledge about how to do lots of things especially you know defensive things so there could be something that you know he just puts together with his you know his police smarts um so it could it could be anything really scott
2: yeah that's my thought <clears throat> yeah, i mean it you know it doesn't necessarily always have to be some sort of big superpower reveal it might be just a great moment for eddie to to save the day who knows it might be something supernatural it might be something just savvy
0: we shall see but uh but rebecca thank you so much for coming on to the podcast we you know we would love to have you on again this season and for seasons to come and uh and, and yeah, once again, thank you so much for coming on to talk about the Flash with us. Uh, it was great.
1: Well, thank you guys for letting me talk about it. I really enjoy the show, and I'm having a good time discussing it.
0: Likewise, and uh, and Scott, you know, thank you as always. I guess I don't know.
2: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh my God, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, but th- that's gonna wrap it up for our sports section for this week. But yeah, guys, keep watching the Flash. Keep. Listen to our podcast and we will see you in a flash.